At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Danielle Avari here at the VSIN studio inside the South Point Sportsbook with Wes Reynolds on the desk today. Uh, let's talk about game five of the NBA playoffs. Hawks and Bucks going on tonight's series all tied up at two apiece. What can we expect tonight? I mean, no Giannis. He's been ruled out. He hyperextended his knee in the last game. And Trey Young dealing with that deep bone bruise. Not sure what we're going to get out of him. Wes, what do you think we're going to see? Yeah, if Trey Young goes, mm-hmm. I think this is going to drop slightly, but probably not as much. Uh, considering it's so close to game time. We saw what the line reaction was when he was out for the Atlanta game at home in game three of the Eastern Conference Finals, or, or game four, rather. We saw that it was about a two-point move. I don't think it will be that kind of move if he's announced it in the starting lineup today. So we know Giannis was doubtful. He is now officially going to be out. So the line's pretty much stuck at three all afternoon. And the way I'm going to go here, based on kind of what we've seen here, we have seen that rally around the family fallen hero theory really ring true, I think, on a lot of different series so far. We saw it when Kawhi was out that first game for the Clippers against Utah. Clippers get the win in Salt Lake City and then eventually win the series. We saw it also with the Phoenix Suns Clippers series. Chris Paul out for the first two games due to COVID-19. What happens? Phoenix goes 2-0 on the way to Staples Center. And the Clippers finally getting down 2-0. That was too much for him to overcome as Phoenix closed it out last night. Four games of two and six games. So 
I'm going to lean on that actually again here. And I like the Bucks on the small money line. I've seen as low as 140 out there in the market. And if Trey Young plays, it probably goes down to like 130 or 125, 10 or 15 cents is what it's going to close. But I do think that this is a bounce back spot for the Bucks here. It's obviously hard to take being that that effort that we saw in the last game in the first half where they only scored 38 points when you've got Trey Young out and you've got this team wounded and it's like, okay, Milwaukee, this is go for the throat time. And they really didn't do it. So I know that people are lukewarm on them, but now kind of the refrain that I'm hearing from a lot more of, I guess what I call the casual betters is like, Oh, they got no chance without Giannis. Well, maybe they don't in the series, but this is not a series bet tonight. This is game five. So I do like Milwaukee here. I think that they can bounce back. I think what they have to do, though, is get to the paint because before the last game, game four, Milwaukee, I believe, was like 70% at the rim in this series. Now, Giannis obviously being out is going to take away a lot from that, but still, you have guys that can drive the basketball like Holiday, like Chris Middleton. You're going to have to have Brooke Lopez, I think, play a lot more down low, not necessarily we can drift out and shoot threes. Bobby Portis off the bench. So, I think in a one-game scenario, that's enough for them to overcome it where the Bucks kind of rally around the family, pick up their guy here in this situation. So I'll be on the Bucks on the small money line tonight. Well, you mentioned Trey Young and the line movement that may be associated with him playing or not playing. If he does play, though, how big of, his, of an impact is he actually going to have for the Hawks team? Because yesterday on the show, we were talking to a couple different people, and most people agreed that Giannis is a bigger loss for the Bucks than maybe Trey Young is for the Hawks. Maybe the Hawks have a little bit more depth and can uh, run these Bucks team out. Well, certainly long term he is, but we, we only basically have a one-game sample size without Trey Young. And people are going to bet what are the knowns, not the uh, unknown Question unknowns, marks. if you if you want to call yeah. it uh, uh, that, uh, the late now Secretary Rumsfeld used to say the unknown unknowns. But <laughs> basically, what we saw is Atlanta stepped up without Trey Young last time. But are you going to get that production again? We know Lou Williams can score, but are you going to get twenty out of Bogdanovich, who's not even a hundred percent himself in this series? Are you going to get double digits off the bench from Cam Reddish? Are you going to get fifteen from Kevin Herter? It was very balanced scoring, despite the fact John Collins is a guy you thought would kind of step in and fill that offensive void and he only had four points and seven rebounds on two of eight shootings so I'm not sure that they can do that necessarily from game to game and that's why I do like Milwaukee on the small money line tonight I think it's now it's like okay fellas we're up against it and the last two years they've fallen flat when they were the number one seed in the Eastern Conference playoffs now everything is set for them they have a team that they theoretically, at least on paper, should overmatch. Obviously, it has not played out that way. But Giannis, I think you're right. Long-term is the bigger loss than Trey Young. But in a one-game situation, I think what we've seen in terms of the pattern recently in these NBA playoffs is that uh, nothing is for sure. And usually these teams, at least in that first game, they rally without that star. And then in the second game, that's where the waters get treacherous. Well, I'm interested to see what happens tonight and how many games we're going to see more in this series. Stick with us. We're going to have Chris Andrews, director of the South Point Sportsbook, join us in just a moment.
Welcome in to My Guys in the Desert. I'm Danielle Vari in for Matt Humans right here uh, on the desk with Wes Reynolds. And we have Chris Andrews joining us as well, director of the Sportsbook at the South Point here. Chris, we were just talking a little bit about all of the injuries surrounding tonight's game. How has the book handled everything going on with Giannis and with Trey Young? Well, I hate to say it, we've moved a little bit on air, just on news, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. because uh, there's just so much going on. Uh, I, I've really disliked this year oh, and last year in the NBA booking it. Uh, just been so many variables and so many guys sitting out. And then now all of a sudden you get to the playoffs and you think, okay, well, nobody's going to be sitting out. The, the rest thing has been done. And we've just had a myriad of injuries. And uh, now here you are in the semifinals and you have, you know, the two biggest players for the two teams in the semifinals here. And, um, you know, it's caused uh, – Caused some headaches for us, but you know, I mean, <laughs> you guys have been around. You know, bookmakers, all we ever do is cry. You know? so, uh, <laughs> and nobody ever gives you any sympathy. Uh, no, I mean, we, don't, we don't deserve it either. But it's just, it's been a headache booking it, and uh, we're just trying to do our best. But I think now to the point, we, we pretty much know, uh, you know, Trey Young is going to play, Anthony the Compo is going to play. So we'll just kind of go from here and see what happens. But uh, my guess is as good as yours as to who it's going to affect more because there are two monstrously key players. And I, you know, I don't know. You, you tell me what you think. We're going to let guys. Oh, I think it's been a headache 10, to bet as well. You tell me what you think right now. So yeah. that's why we do it. Well, Chris, uh, let's just focus on tonight's game and yeah. game five. What are you seeing so far? We know that betters oftentimes, whatever sport it is, like to bet what they saw last. And what they saw last was Atlanta win without Trey Young. Yeah. We haven't seen what Milwaukee can do in the playoffs without the Greek freak here. But now we're seeing basically three painted on the screen here across the board, money line, anywhere from what, like $1.45 to $1.55, kind of in that range. What are you seeing so far in terms of the betting patterns for tonight? Well, the last couple of hours, it's definitely been on Milwaukee. No mm -hmm. doubt about it. I, I took uh, some guy just bet me 10000 on them to win the series. You know, we've had money, uh, you know, pretty steadily, I'd say, in the last maybe two or three hours come in on Milwaukee. You know, nothing monstrous. Uh, but but that that is definitely where the trend is going. So they think right now that I think Milwaukee, I think, and I think it would be fair to say right now that Milwaukee has a deeper roster. Um, but, you know, they, they've, they've also faltered in the last couple of years in very similar situations. You know, so uh, you know, I'm going to probably go into this game needing Atlanta, and if that's the way it is, then that's the way it is. Uh, what adjustments did you guys have to make after last night for oh the God. NBA Finals futures here? I mean, the Suns closing out the Clippers. Who saw that happening? Well, it was another one. You know, uh, I don't want to mention his name because he's actually a good friend of the show. But a guy came in and bet me the night before. Uh, he bet 7500 on the Clippers to win the NBA championship. And he had a nice price. We took he took 12 to 1. I mean, oh, so nice. It's like $100,000. I was saying like 7 to 1 yesterday, so that's a great price. Oh, he got a great price, and I was kind of laughing. I said, you know I always take care of you, but we're kind of pushing a little bit here. It's kind of a pretty decent-sized bet for us. Uh, but that kind of helped our futures a little bit. But I got to tell you, the Suns, I mean, I'm just tremendously impressed. When uh, Chris Paul got traded there a couple years ago, I, I kind of like felt sorry for the guy. I, I said, here he is, you know, at the end of his career, he's going to this team that's been – 
you know, horrible for a decade, and it's going to be a shame that he's going to finish out his career with these guys. Instead, what did he do? And he had some great young players, you know, Aiton and Booker, you know, and he, he's been a great mentor to those guys and a great, I'm assuming he's the team captain, is taking them on to, uh, to reach higher levels. And I hear he's great with the young players, and I could see where he would be. But right now, I think the Suns are a very well-deserved favorite. They're going to be tough to beat. Liability-wise on the futures market, are you good to the Suns? We know that oftentimes when we think of regional bias like closer neighbor states, it's always obviously focused on Southern California. The L.A. teams get bet. Some of the Bay Area teams get bet. But we often don't focus on south of the border, which is Phoenix and people from Arizona. So are you good to the Suns in terms of liability right now? Well, if you asked me that yesterday, I wasn't very good on them to win the conference. <laughs> that was uh, that hurt us pretty good. But nobody bet them to win the NBA. Mm-hmm. They bet them to win the conference. They, and that, I mean, that hurt us pretty good last night. But yeah, that's the way it goes. But we're in real good shape with them to win the NBA. Uh, we're still sweating the Hawks for both the uh, conference and to win the finals. So, uh, like I said, I might need them tonight, but I certainly need Milwaukee to win that. Uh, win the series and are the Hawks and, the and, biggest and, at this point oh yeah. No, yeah you know they went around those people yeah. went around town whoever they were and they bet every one of us and I've talked to everybody in the mm-hmm. business and we all took some pretty big bets and I talked about it on this show um, when they made the coaching change and I've kind of mentioned it to Wes when they made the coaching change I mean some people saw some things I certainly didn't see it and probably the Pacers didn't see it either. Maybe it was right. just the fit. It might be just the fit, though, Wes, really. Mm-hmm. And he fit really well with this team, and he turned this team around, and uh, they went from, you know, I think highly questionable won't even make the playoffs, so they're, they're playing some great basketball. And I don't think it's a mistake. I think that they are really good and very well balanced. And, uh, you know, if they do make it to the finals, I think they'll give the Suns all they can handle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- I want to talk about the Stanley Cup while we have you here as well. Obviously, okay. Lightning now lead the series 2-0 to zero over the Canadiens. Uh, how has the handle been so far? Obviously, probably would have been better for you guys if the Vegas Golden Knights had made it. Yeah. I mean, the handle has dropped off a cliff, you know, right. once, uh, once the Knights are out of it. Kind of disappointing to me because, well, it's one of those things where – I mean, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to be intrigued by it. I mean, I don't care who's playing, but not everybody's like that. And the Knights really um, – I mean, they are definitely a local story, but they've really kind of been more of a national and regional story, too. I think Marc-Andre Fleury's been a great face of the franchise. And, you know, beyond that, they've marketed great. And let's face it, they played great from Jump Street. I mean, maybe the first couple weeks or even maybe month or two, we didn't realize how good they were. But this is a legitimately good team. They have been since year one. It's not just this... You know, it's not just a marketing ploy. Yeah, it's not beginner's (laughs) luck or anything like that. I mean, that's a good team, and they they keep sending good players at at you time after time. And, uh, you know, a lot of – you see a lot of shirts around. And I mean, not just in Las Vegas because I go around a little bit, and I see it elsewhere too. It goes. As we were talking about that, I think, last week, where it's like, okay, when VGK goes out, not good for a fan because we obviously want to support the local team, but usually good on the futures liability to get them out of there because obviously you have a lot of tickets and you have a decent size of money, a decent chunk of change on the team. However, then people lose interest. Then it's like, okay, are we going to be able to make that up? And it all, does it almost kind of like even out? 
once it's once it's like okay VGK is gone, but then we just don't get anything on the. Well, finals. no, you know that first year was hard to root for him because I think we opened them three hundred to one. Right, and everybody <laughs> and, and all was... the national media talked <laughs> yeah. about the stories. Hey, I've got five bucks on. It seems like everybody had five bucks on like oh. two or three hundred to one. What do we got? Two point one million people in this town. I think yes. about one point eight million of them had a ticket on the yes. on the nights. But this year wasn't so bad because you know we went into the season knowing they were a very legitimate. Stanley Cup contender. So we would have lost a little bit on the futures, not much. I mean, we definitely, uh, uh, for the bottom line here, we, we were better off with them staying in. Right. And, you know, you you see the way this room, probably everywhere you go, I mean, it's just electric when they're mm -hmm. playing. I, mm -hmm. I mean, in five years ago, you could hardly get hockey on any of the screens in this town. And now, now they're all over. Not now just everybody's doing watch parties now everywhere. Now everybody's doing watch parties. I mean, it was, listen, so... Uh, in that regard, we easily could have stomached what they would have cost us on the futures, which was peanuts. Well, it's funny you mentioned not being able to put hockey up on the screens because when we had Jimmy Vaccaro in the other day, he was talking about how surprising soccer has been for you yeah. guys at the Euro 2020. Oh, man, so what yeah. has been the response in the sports book with that? That's been terrific, too. I mean, you know, we uh, recently, you know, we... I mean, we always did soccer like everybody else, but I always used just, you know, kind of the goal line and the total, and that's all good. Now, you know, we've expanded a team to advance. We got the three-way line. We got the goal line. We got the straight money line. So there's four ways to bet it besides the total. So, um, you know, it's a little challenging sometimes for first-time bettors, but, you know, soccer's a worldwide thing. And, I'm, and, again, another guy whose name I don't want to mention, uh, but I had, I had lunch with him. This is probably about... 10 or 12 years ago, maybe even a little more now I'm thinking about it. But this guy, big player, big real big player, and he told me he could bet, and he was an English guy, mm. he could bet a million dollars on soccer and not even put a ripple in the market. That's how big wow. of... That's how big of a sport this is. And in America, you know, we think the NFL is king. And it is here, certainly. And even gaining ground in Europe and in Asia and everywhere else. But soccer is the king. And he's talking about the English Premier League. Globally. And if, mm -hmm. Yeah. And, of course, you get to, you know, Euro Cup and World Cup. And, and even the, uh, the Copa Americana, we're starting to do some business on that, too. So, you know, I, I, listen, anytime we could grow our markets, it's good for us. The yeah. ratings, I was looking at a column on the TV ratings, have been awesome for this Euro yeah. because people are looking for something during the day and they've been very good and look i've come here some mornings and seen some lines betting yeah, soccer I know. you know you wouldn't expect that you may maybe for like world cup but this is euro 2020 and then of course you mentioned the copa america down in south america so uh have you guys are you guys just going game by game or match by match or did you put futures up oh or? we had futures too yeah. yes yeah Fortunately, we had a lot of money on France. So yeah, good. yeah a lot of people why. a lot yeah. of people were dead to rights sure. almost on France, so to speak. I, you know, kidding a little bit there. But France obviously was the big choice in the tournament, and now they are out. So the, the three exit. Lions are now the favorite. I, that was terrible. I know. Oh, man. Uh, although, that, again, I was... Uh, that was a good result good for, for us. Good for you guys. So, <laughs> it's a win-win. <laughs> uh, well, obviously, you guys also released your win totals uh, for the offseason. Uh, conference championship mm -hmm. games only. Mm -hmm. What's been the initial feedback so far? Oh, that, that's been terrific. Yeah, the response there has been terrific. Yeah, people like it. And then once I explained them, you know, what's conference games, because, you know, I'm still, I'm still a little – you know, cautious about some things that might happen this year. And, you know, you look around, you know, in America, we're, you know, not so bad. But you look around the rest of the world, eh, things 
probably not as good as they are here in in the states. So I'm worried that some things might happen later on in the year. But I think every conference will do their best to play all the conference games. And I hate putting up stuff where we're just going to give money back. I, I, let's get some action. You know, so I think conference games are pretty safe either way you want to bet. You know, so that, that that I think the response has been pretty good there. And what we're seeing too, because I think this college football market's a little bit tough to price. The usual suspects are going to be at the top of the board yeah. in pretty much every conference. But now, as we gradually, it's like day by day, somebody announces, okay, we're going to be 100% capacity. You know, Purdue announces it, or Indiana announces it, or one of the schools in the South. So when you're looking at like last year's results, Last year's results were so kind of scattered, even though you ended up having the chalky teams in the playoffs. But you had a lot of teams like your your team of choice, Penn State. COVID, I think, really got them, and they sure. struggled right away. They lost that game in Bloomington, and they just were never the same. So how much of last season do you take into pricing, or do you kind of think, okay, some of these teams that had down years like the Penn States and the Michigans and whatnot, and Oregon was a little down from their usual standard, how much of it is kind of like, okay, water's going to find its level? Well, I got to tell you, I think this was probably the hardest year to make these numbers because, you know, first you start looking at some teams. Oh, you know, 18 starters back. Mm -hmm. Now you look, the whole conference has 18 starters yes. back. You know, like, <laughs> because oh. of the scholarship <laughs> yeah. thing now. Because of yes. scholarships. And then it was hard to judge, like, incoming freshmen and recruiting because a lot of these kids didn't even play last year. They didn't have a high school season. You know, and you, had, you mentioned Penn State, Micah Parsons, their, their best player, and was, I think, the 12th overall draft choice. Mm -hmm. You know, he didn't even play last year. So you had a lot of guys opting out. You know, so I think this was very difficult. You also had uh, the transfer portal, which really has become an issue in the last couple of years, but was really active this year. And uh, it was hard to uh, to judge exactly who did what, and you know. And at some point, you just kind of have to throw up your hands and say, "Okay, I guess Alabama and Ohio State and Clemson are going to be really good." And well, you, we're trying to fill in the blanks on the rest of these guys, you know. Well, yeah, you mentioned you you eventually had to make some odds here. So taking a look at these Big Ten Conference Championship mm -hmm. odds for you guys, looks like Ohio State, uh, the front runner at minus 180, and Wisconsin behind them at six to one. Are people taking that minus 180 on Ohio State? Not yet. We put these up. We've had very little action so far I think people were waiting you know they go to camp and you know probably about a month something like that and I think we'll start getting some action in and I think a lot of other people uh, you know that first round when we put things up you know Paul Stone and a couple other guys <laughs> Brad Powers the usual Brad, suspects uh, yeah, yes they, yeah they, I could just tell you, I, I could tell you right now who's <laughs> even gonna bet me for the next couple years you know that first day uh, but after that people kind of slow down I think they want to see what's gonna happen and I, I completely understand it uh, as far as the conference um, Conference winner, and like I said, I mean, who wants to jump on board and lay Ohio State minus 180? Mm -hmm. Are they going to win? Probably. How, what do I put Clemson? Like $6 or something like that? Who wants to tie up their money now till December, you know, at minus $6? Probably nobody. They're probably going to win, though. You know, so you get stuff like that. Uh, but I think when we get closer to the actual kickoff of the season, uh, I think we'll certainly do a lot. I know we're going to do a lot more business. But so far, I don't, I don't think we've even moved one number yet. So it's uh, a lot of guys looking. Pac-12 was kind of the wild conference last year yeah. because you actually had a team had to bow out from the championship game. That's that right. being Oregon. I know you've got yeah. your UW Huskies uh, shirt on this afternoon. <laughs> Not on purpose. I, just I know. I know. It's just what you got. <laughs> what was clean, right? But yeah, what we're seeing right now: seven to two on Oregon and three to one USC. Very condensed conference here, and we get a lot more local action with Pac-12. Got about yeah. a minute to go here. Anything you've seen so far here? 
Nothing really that I've seen, but it, uh, you know, who the team that I thought I was ahead of uh, the curve here, I like Arizona State. I think it's going to be a really good team. And I was on, and people looked at me funny. I was on with Brent Musburger. I said, you know what? That's a really good hire at, at coach there, Edwards. And I think he's going to do a really good job. And I think he has. And I think that's going to be, yeah, you get four and a half to one. It's not a huge price, but you know, you might get some value there. I see you have uh, my Bruins up there at 12 to one. I might just have to go get one of those tickets okay. after this. We're open. You're going to bet your alma mater. I'm not taking 18 to one on Indiana. They're in that tough division in the Big Ten. It's like we're now at eight wins. That's about as good as it's gotten for us as long as I've been a fan. All right. Well, thanks so much to Chris Andrews for making time for us. As Thank always, you. I know you're a very busy man, especially with all of the uh, wrenches getting thrown in your mix this year. Uh, so stick with us. We'll have a PGA update next right here on My Guys in the Desert. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Welcome back into the OddsTrader.com studio at the South Point Casino. Make sure you check out OddsTrader.com and download the free OddsTrader app right now so you can start winning with the up-to-the-second info you need. Danielle Alvari and Wes Reynolds back here on My Guys in the Desert. Wes, I don't think I got to mention how many great guests we're going to have today. We did just have Chris Andrews join us in studio, but we're also going to get to hear from Danny Burke, one of our VEASAN hosts. He hosts Rush Hour uh, right after us, actually, and we'll see him in a little bit to talk about uh, tonight's game and I'm sure a little bit about football. We'll have Derek Stevens and Mike Palm joining us as a on a Thursday, as usual, from the Circus Studio. Teddy Greenstein from PointsBet will also join us in the second hour. And uh, Mark Hester from ESPN Radio, NBA Play-By-Play, who I believe is calling the game tonight. He is with John Barry on ESPN Radio. Right. So lots to look forward to uh, this uh, this coming hour and the next. So PGA update here. Kind of a smaller tournament going on, West First round of the Rocket Mortgage Classic in Detroit underway right now. Who have been the big movers so far? Well, before we get to the leaderboard, kind of the big story in the golf world today is the split uh, between Bryson DeChambeau and his caddy, Tim Tucker. Tim Tucker, by the way, has been on the bag for all of Bryson DeChambeau's pro wins, including last fall at Wingfoot for the U.S. Open. So the, his agent confirmed that, that they had a mutual parting of the way. So I don't know if uh, if Tucker amicable. quit or if Bryson mm-hmm. fired him or what happened. But look, that's going to happen in the game of golf. But they, of course, have split. So now this week in Detroit for the Rocket Mortgage Classic, where DeChambeau off to a little bit of a shake he start in this first round. I believe he's two over through four holes. Last I checked, he is in the afternoon groupings. He's got Ben Showman, who is Cobra Golf, the tour operations manager. So that is Bryson's club manufacturer and endorser. So he's going to be on the bag this week. I don't know long term where Bryson goes from here. Of course, you got a major championship in two weeks, the Open Championship at Royal St. George in Sandwich, England. Then he's part of the Olympic group that is going over to Tokyo at the end of the month. So we shall see if. Uh, this is a short-term partnership with Showman. I, I got to think that it is, and he's going to find another guy to loop for him. But then, of course, you saw uh, Brooks Kepka had to needle him, uh, posting the picture of him with his arm around Ricky Elliott, who is his longtime caddy, and calling it National Caddy Appreciation Day. So uh, the, the, the feuding on social media continues with DeChambeau and with Brooks Kepka. And by the way, Bryson just knocks it in a short birdie here at number four, so one over through four holes. Current leader of this event is actually a young rookie Davis Thompson who played at the University of Georgia you might recall Davis Thompson was out to the early lead in the first round at the U.S. Open last year before he carded a 69 unfortunately for him he missed the cut at Wingfoot shot a 78 the next day Thompson first team All-American out of the University of Georgia in 2020 and 2021 he was the SEC player of the year just recently turned pro uh, made the cut at Congaree at the Palmetto Championship a couple weeks ago was never really a contender missed the cut last week at the Travelers, but nine under par for his first round. He's a guy that plays out of Sea Island, Georgia, and Sea Island, Georgia is kind of a hotbed where a lot of PGA Tour players live. Harris English, who won last week at the Travelers Championship, lives there. Brendan Todd, Davis Love the Third. I can go on and on. There's about a dozen to 15 guys that live in that Sea Island area. So a new pro is Davis Thompson, and he currently has the lead nine under par. Brendan Haggy, who uh, formerly played his college golf at Ohio 
State is at seven under par. You are going to see very low scores this week. And actually, I see on the first page of the leaderboard, Seamus Bauer, six under, who got in because somebody withdrew, was actually an alternate in this field. He shoots six under, so he's on the first page. couple names at five under. Jason Day played very well at the Travelers last week, but kind of fell off on the weekend to finish T10. Kevin Kisner, also at five under par, a guy that plays very well on Donald Ross design. So no surprise to see him up there. But we're just kind of getting going a little bit in terms of like an in-play market. We're just getting going with these second these uh, second group guys and the afternoon guys that will go out early tomorrow morning. So what we've seen, this is only the third year the Rocket Mortgage Classic has been played in Detroit. 25 under, I believe, was Nate Lashley's score two years ago, and then Bryson won this as, I believe, a 7-1 to favorite last year at 23 under. So this is going to be 20-25 to under. This is a birdie fest. This is not going to be a challenging course for these guys. Well, one of the many shows you do on this network is Long Shots, our golf show. And how are the bets looking for the Long Shots crew and for yourself so far? Well, okay. Maverick McNeely, decent round of four under. He was one of my longer odd guys. Uh, I have Joaquin Neiman going off in the afternoon as well as Sepp Straka at 100 to 1. These were ones where I kind of, you know, I took a lot of bombs down the board. A lot of 80 to 1s, a lot of 100 to 1s. Uh, just guys that I think maybe could go well here because when you got a birdie fest, I think it opens it up to so many players and it is very hard to take chalk in this event despite the fact that the chalk being DeChambeau won last year but slow start today for Bryson with his new man on the bag one over par through four holes well we'll keep an eye on it but we have other things going on to look at as well we'll look at Wimbledon and the Euro 2020 next right here on my guys in the desert The NHL and NBA playoffs are here, and our experts are covering every angle to find the betting edges. Beeson hockey expert Andy McNeil is tracking all of the NHL action, and our senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel has all of the basketball insights. Our experts and the entire Beeson team give you all the tools to make the most of every bet on the playoffs, including odds and analysis for every game on Beeson.com and our daily members-only best bet emails. Now is the time to cash in on the playoffs. Sign up for your 10-day free trial at vcin.com slash subscribe. Danielle Vari, Wes Reynolds, back on My Guys in the Desert, ready to talk about some Wimbledon going on uh, today, or what actually happened today and what we have to preview for tomorrow. So some upsets in Wimbledon today. Women's seed Alina Svitolina loses to Magda Lynette as a minus 250 favorite in straight sets. Did you get a chance to watch this one, Wes, or see any highlights? Yeah, I saw some highlights of this. And look, we're, we're starting to get at least a little bit of upsets down the board on the women's side and the men's side we'll get to in a minute has been a little bit more chalky despite the fact that Tsitsipas went out on day one but top two seeds still here Barty and Sabalenka but this is kind of what we thought was going to happen on the women's side and that's why I went a little bit down the board I played two futures still have one live and that would be the 18 seed Rybakina who looks like she might be on a collision course with the number two seed Sabalenka who looked very shaky yesterday against the British wildcard Katie Bolter uh, had to go three sets and really had to grind it out. She'll get another qualifier, I believe, from Venezuela in the uh, next round, or Colombia, rather, and then could get Shelby Rogers, the winner of Shelby Rogers.
Rodgers, the American, and of course, Robbie Keane at the 18 seeds. So, yeah, you are seeing you are seeing a very wide open draw with uh, Svitolina now going out. Of course, Serena withdrew after six games in that first set. We know Naomi Osaka not playing, did not enter in here. Simone Halep was also not in here. So, very wide open. When you look at the top of the draw, the right favorite is Ash Barty, but I thought she was too short on the futures board. Just, just, you know, the fact that she is the best grass court player in the world, but she didn't play Eastbourne. She didn't play any of the tune-up events. So I thought that there was a little bit value looking down the board. Now, she has a pretty easy draw, I think, to get out of that section one draw. She gets Sinekova. How has she looked with the hip injury that she's dealing with? Okay, has not been dominant. Carla Suarez Navarro, who's an older player uh, on the WTA tour, did take her three sets, and then she got Mm -hmm. the straights in four and three over Blenkova. So I think she is right to be had here. Now, I think the draw maybe has opened up for her, at least in terms of getting to the round of 16 and whatnot. But you've got a lot of you. You have no seeded players, by the way, who she would play in the fourth round with Sirstea and Ostapenko and Tom Janovich. So you don't really have a lot of seeded players. So it has shaken out for her. I think the bottom half of the draw a little bit stronger. Anyone on the women's side? worth a bet or worth a look at at this point. I know Coco Goff's name came up recently and she's sitting at nine to one right now. Probably the value on Coco Goff because she is the American hope right now, or at least (laughs) one of the American hopes probably has been extracted at nine to one. The one that I still have live is Robbie Keane at 25 Mm -hmm. to one that she's going to have a tough match with Shelby Rogers here in the third round to try to get to the round of 16. But I do think you've got, it's hard to say a week two seed, but I kind of think Sabalenka is a week two seed and she Mm. could be had. She should have been out yesterday, gets a break here with the qualifier here in round three. But if Robikina gets behind Shelby Rogers, I think she can beat Sabalenka in the round of 16. Well, Sabalenka sitting at seven to one right now. And again, Coco Goff at nine to one. She was 20 to one pre-tournament. So uh, a little bit of improvement for her there. Shorter shot uh, for the men's side. Is it still Djokovic or nothing? He's sitting at minus 165. Anything worth pulling a trigger on? I don't have any men's futures here because he was pretty much the odds on favorite before we even started the tournament. Now, only one top guy has gone out, that being Boss. So we shall see. Looking at Djokovic's draw, he gets the American Dennis Kudla tomorrow who's won a couple bets for me is a qualifier but really when you look at the top end I don't think anybody at least gives him a match perhaps until he gets Rublev in the uh, in the quarterfinals but Djokovic I think is the rightful favorite here and there's still some nice stories Andy Murray is a wild card is into the third round he's going to get the Canadian Shapovalov or Shapovalov rather who did get a walkover in the second round so at least he's well rested and then of course some of the attention is going to go to Roger Federer who is in the bottom half of that draw still advanced he won in straights over Richard Gasquet today so we'll get Nori the Brit here in the third round and that could set up what we see with the Federer Medvedev in the bottom quarter of this draw. So I, I just, I can't see anybody really, uh, you know, and I don't think Djokovic has really played great necessarily, but I just don't see anybody really in this draw that's going to have anything for him. 
anything else on Friday in terms of the matches that you would take a look at? Uh, obviously, there's <laughs> no point in trying to bet a Djokovic at this point unless you're going to just take him to win it all. Yeah, uh, I haven't bet anything yet. I'll probably bet something later tonight when I get more of a chance to look at this. But a couple matches I'm interested to watch. Uh, Daniel Evans, the Brit against young Sebastian Corda, and that family has had a lot of success, obviously, lately. His sister Nelly won her first LPGA major over the weekend at the Women's PGA, and she's also going to re represent the Olympic team along with older sister Jessica. So uh, the Gorda family having a lot of success, and he is through now to the third round. Well, let's take a look at the Euro 2022 while we're across the pond. Friday schedule and some odds. Taking a look here, Spain versus Switzerland, uh, Italy versus Belgium, and the odds to win right now, England the favorite, understandably, at plus 205. Yeah, the draw has kind of, I think, really sh shook out for England here a little bit. So I think the rightful favorite, but I don't think that they're the best team. And, and I think that there are still a couple better teams in the draw, so... I'm not going to be betting England at just a little bit over $2 to go ahead and get through this. I think that they should be able to advance over Ukraine and definitely get to the final four. It is already priced in the market. Keep in mind that these semifinals and these finals are going to be at Wembley Stadium. Mm -hmm. So they are going to at least have some sort of a home field advantage defending, I think, really on the capacity. So England now, it's what's the buzz? It's coming home uh, is the catchphrase for the three Lions. And that's what you've been hearing going forward. The bottom half of the draw is obviously the easier half, but I still tomorrow's think, games, anything? Yeah, well, just looking at that, I do like the Spaniards to advance. I don't know if I'm going to lay the price in terms of uh, in regulation, but would lean a little bit to the over because they score a lot of goals, but they can be a little bit leaky. Two and a half right now on Spain. Belgium, a little bit shorthanded on that side, but Italy not seeing a lot of the money. I still think the Italians are the best team in this tournament. That doesn't mean necessarily they're going to advance. So probably the only thing that I would be looking to bet at least so far would be Spain, Switzerland over the two and a half. Spain, uh, minus 145 on the line, as Wes was talking about. So a little bit of juice there. And Switzerland, plus 425 on the other side. Italy also tomorrow playing Belgium. Italy, plus 135. And Belgium, plus 240. Don't go anywhere. Next up, we're going to bring in Beeston's own Danny Burke to talk all about the NBA. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. into the oddstrader.com studio at the South Point Casino. Make sure you check out oddstrader.com and download the free oddstrader app right now so you can start winning with the up to the second info you need. Danielle Alvari and Wes Reynolds here in the VSIN studio ready to bring on another VSIN host here. Let's welcome in Danny Burke, host of Rush Hour here on VSIN and also Bet on Chicago. Danny, thanks so much for making time for us today. Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me. We have a uh... You know, interesting night to look forward to in the NBA with a couple of uh, unknowns with some of these star players. I mean, we know Giannis isn't going to be out, but it's it's making it a tricky one to handicap, but still could be kind of fun at the same time. So we'll see how this one goes down. Well, with that in mind, let's take a look at some player props, which seem just about impossible to bet when you don't know who's going and at what capacity. We know no Giannis, but we don't know what we're going to see from Trey Young. What do you think we're going to see? And with that in mind, uh, where would you look for player props tonight? Yeah, so, you know, on our show, Russia, I mean, we always try to delve into the player props because that's kind of a unique market that's not tapped into as much, and you can really find the advantage as opposed to just your typical spread, money line, and total. And, you know, I'm always excited to look at those more so than typically every other bet, but this one was just trickier because of exactly what we said. I mean, you know, Giannis is going to be out, the unknown with Trey Young, even Capella. And Bogdanovich, you know, we're assuming he's going to be a go. Is he going to be 100%? And he looked better the last game, but... Still, it just leaves some uncertainty. So, really, when I look down at it, the one that stuck out to me the most is I think if Capella is going to be available and he's going to be pretty much 100%, I think you got to take a look at some of his player props. And 10.5 pretty much is what we were seeing for his points prop, and I believe 11.5 is where his rebounds were. So, instead of kind of just messing with both of those, I was curious to see what his recorded double-double was, and it was about plus 106. Uh, when I snag it at one of the books out here in Illinois. And, you know, you got to figure that one because Giannis is going to be out. That's a big 
defensive loss for this Milwaukee team that could open up the floodgates for a big guy like Capella. And it certainly could do the same for John Collins. But, you know, after game one, Collins has been pretty much non-existent. Capella's been the most consistent guy. So if we're assuming that Capella could get the job done offensively, let's just tack him in for at least being able to get double-digit points. Danny, look at the rebound. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry about that. So that was going to just say really quick that on the rebound side of things, too, I mean, because Giannis is going to be out, you know, that's a presence down low to where, you know, Giannis's majority of his shots are going to be within four feet of the bucket, right, at the rim. But, you know, if a lot more of the shots from Milwaukee are going to be coming from deep because of that, that could open up the door for more longer rebounds or just rebounds in general that could bounce Capella's way. So I think if you're getting plus money, I think Capella to get a double-double tonight is a good option to look at. And, Danny, what I was going to ask is kind of looking on the Milwaukee side here in terms of how do you replace the production? You can't replace all of it, certainly. Maybe you can do it for a single game with Giannis being out. Of who you would be looking to target in terms of who's going to benefit from what Giannis is. Somebody's got to replace some of his production. And I was kind of looking at Brooke Lopez a little bit. And I know we kind of see Lopez. He kind of trickles out outside the three-point line. They try to run him in a pick and roll where he can uh, step out and shoot. But I was looking at the rebounding, really, for Brooke Lopez. And I think five and a half is what I saw at last check. Actually, now six and a half at BetMGM. Any Bucks players you're targeting, perhaps, in terms of the replacement of Giannis? Because the Bucks have had good fortune, at least in this series, being able to score at the rim. Yeah, I had the same thought process, Wes. I mean, I looked at his points first, and I believe they're at about 13 and a half and. Look, Brooke Lopez has the capability of putting up points, but he's kind of been a volatile player too. But at the same time, this is uncharted territory now, seeing that he has to be the number one big guy in this game. So you would assume he has to get at least about 15 points or so for the Bucks to be successful, at least in my mind, unless everybody's knocking down from deep. But also with Brooke, I, I did the same thing. It's funny, I looked at his rebounds, and yeah, six and a half is where it's at. And that would be my thought process, that – you know, if you're expecting him to be putting up a lot of minutes, he's going to be going over in both his points and rebounds. That would be my inclination. I didn't bet that. But some other Bucks players, I mean, Middleton at 27.5 was a little bit too high because he's a guy that goes back and forth. But again, if the Bucks are going to be in this game, he's going to have to produce. I probably have a little bit more faith in Drew Holiday going over his points prop than I would with Middleton. But honestly, a guy that, you know, I didn't pull the trigger on but was close to was actually P.J. Tucker at five and a half. And it was because originally it was plus 110 at Bet Rivers, and I think it went down to even money. And it was just basically the price and the fact that, look, P.J. Tucker, here's a guy that just camps out in the corner. And if he's not, then sometimes he'll get a look at the bucket. But I could see this thing as a scenario where he has to shoot more because they just need more looks and more offense. And, and he could easily go over that in the first quarter, right? But at the same time, he could be a guy that you're pissed at yourself that you bet because, well, it's P.J. Tucker. And, you know, it's rare that he even goes over that mark. But honestly, I don't think that would be a terrible look if you're looking just for a little bit better value with a lesser-known guy. When I take a look at the series price right now, we see the Hawks at plus 110 and the Bucks minus 136 on DraftKings. How do you see this playing out? How many games are we going to get to? And if so, who do you think is going to come out on top here? So, honestly, I think a series bet right now is so tough to make. And it's tough because you want to make it before tonight because, obviously, it's going to shift big time uh, regardless of what happens. But the thing is, what do you think Giannis' status is going to be? Do you think we're going to see him back by the next game? And if so, is he going to be 100% or even close to it? 
My thing would be if I had to bet it, I would probably lean toward Atlanta here because even if Giannis is a go, isn't a go, whatever it may be, in the same kind of case with Trey Young, aside from those two star players, I still think Atlanta is the overall better team. This has been my whole kind of thing with Milwaukee leading into the postseason was that, you know, and it's not that I wanted this to happen or anything or whatever, wish that, but I was like, if you take Giannis off this team, then they're really not that deep. They're kind of screwed in a sense. Like some of these other teams can fill in for that role. I mean, look at Lou Williams taking over for Trey Young. No, it's nowhere near the same, but he can suffice enough to provide valuable minutes, and they were doing well even before Giannis was knocked out in the last game. So I want to go with Atlanta here, but again, you know, maybe now that they're prepared to not have Giannis, the Bucks come out a little bit hotter. I still do lean with Atlanta because I think they have the deeper team, especially offensively, and because it's plus money, that's probably the direction I would go. Danny, in terms of the total here on Game 5, we've seen the adjustment now down to about 215, and really what we've seen with Giannis this season, I think he missed 11 games for the Bucks in total, and we see the offense obviously suffers, and we saw that materialize last time out in Game 4 on, two, on Tuesday, but we also see that the defense is substantially worse in terms of the rating, I think was 109.1, and without him is 116.7. So we saw Atlanta step up in the game four without Trey Young offensively. We'll see if they can do that again. Do you think Milwaukee can do the same, and would you maybe be looking to go against that steam that's come to the under for obvious reasons and go over in this spot? This total is so tough to me, Wes, because you know, because of like pretty much what you just laid out, it's tricky. You don't know which one's going to prosper over the other, honestly. So I would probably look more so at the individual team totals, if anything. And I think for what you were saying, I mean, you know, you take Giannis out of the mix, that could open up some holes uh, for the Hawks offensively and allow them to create more scoring opportunities. And you could be concerned because no Trey Young, but again, you know, Lou Williams is a good enough facilitator and they have enough shooters surrounding him that I think Atlanta is still going to get their share offensively. So I would probably lean toward, if anything, if you're doing the individual, you still go over maybe with the Hawks team total and look under for the Bucks because, you know, when you look at what defense Trey Young brought, you're not missing anything. It's not like he was a defensive guy, so him being out isn't going to alter how the Hawks do defensively, maybe make him better, if anything. So uh, that's probably how I would attack the total. But honestly, not as much confidence in the totals realm as I would have anything with the spread. Danny, I know difficult to talk about any futures bets, as you mentioned at this point, but the Suns knocked out the Clippers last night. Now a consensus minus 190 favorite to win the title. Do you agree with that move at this point? A hundred percent. I've been on the Suns for a little bit now, and instead of getting a short price at them about a couple weeks ago, what we did on the show is we took Chris Paul 5-1 to to win finals MVP and Devin Booker plus 310, assuming if they win, it's going to be one of those two guys winning finals MVP, then you get a little bit more plus money, of course, than the short shot it was for them to win the championship. Now, minus 190, I'm not telling anyone to go out there and lay that price. I think at this point you just bet it on a game-to-game basis. But I do think the Suns should be the prohibitive favorite, and I do think they get the job done. Danny, that's a good bet by you, I think, with the Chris Paul MVP. And I think unless Devin Booker does something stupendous in the finals where he's mm-hmm. averaging over 40 points a game, if Phoenix wins that series and it looks like, and they're going to be favored to do so, Chris Paul's the guy that I think is going to get the MVP because what you saw last night, and I was following social media during the game, 41 points, 16 to 24 shooting for Chris Paul. 
they were all over. A lot of these media and a lot of these rider guys were like, oh, great, it's finally good. After all these years, he gets a chance to play for a ring. And what I think this becomes is like a lifetime achievement award. Because I remember uh, Peyton Manning, Super Bowl forty-one against the Chicago Bears. I know, sore subject, Danny. But uh, Peyton Manning had kind of a pedestrian game, but he got the MVP because it was a lifetime achievement award. It was like he finally won his ring, one of the greatest of the era. So I think that that's where they're going to go with Chris Paul. Absolutely here. Now, uh, in terms of what we're looking at, depending on if Trey Young comes back or not, who do you think is the better matchup for Phoenix, the Bucks or the Hawks? That's tricky. I think it has to still be, well, again, yeah, it just revolves around who's going to be healthy. But if Trey Young's going to be in the mix, honestly, I think the Bucks might be a little bit better matchup. If you can imagine that DeAndre Ayton can do enough defensively to limit Giannis, right? Just limit him. He's still going to be able to get 25-plus on a game-to-game basis. But if he can do enough in that realm, I still think the Suns are a good enough defensive team to stop everybody else. Whereas with the Hawks, again, like I've been alluding to, this Atlanta team can catch fire from so many people. Herder can kill you. Bogdanovich, Gallinari off the bench, and if Cam Reddish continues to produce, they have a lot of shooters. The Bucks aren't that deep offensively. So, honestly, Atlanta may put up a little bit tougher of a fight, especially if it's Trey Young, Chris Paul type of thing. Chris Paul's going to have to step it up defensively. And, you know, he takes plays on and off, and you saw what happened against Paul George a couple times. So, I think the Suns would rather see the Bucks. I did not think we would be talking about a Trey Young versus Chris Paul NBA Finals, and yet here we are. Uh, Danny Burke uh, from VSIN's Rush Hour. Thanks so much for joining us, Danny. Hey, you bet, guys. Take care. Thanks, Danny. All right. Well, we still have the Stanley Cup to get to. We'll, of course, bring in Derek Stevens and Mike Palm in the next hour. So stay right here for My Guys in the Desert. Hour two coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. 
laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.